You're listening to KDRTLP 95.7 FM, Davis, California. And now stay tuned for Heart to Heart with Dr. G. As the announcer says, or said just at the beginning of this program, this is a program about giving you tips and ideas and things to consider so that life can be a little kinder, a little gentler, a little more manageable, however difficult it gets at times, as you all know, as as we all know, sometimes life doesn't go the way we would like it to, and sometimes it is worse than we ever anticipated. And it is good to have some nourishment for the spirit, the the inner being that allows us to figure out a way to take a deep breath, actually pause, breathe, and find something to smile about. Someone has written a book called Pause, Breathe, Smile. And People can understand about pause, and they can understand about breathe, but sometimes people say, what is there to smile about? Life is not going well, or my relationship is uh, in the doghouse, so to speak, and uh, and uh, that's not a positive s- statement, of course. And and so it's, it's, it's an invitation to be good at noticing that which is beautiful or pleasant or funny, even when life is difficult, not to ignore that which requires some serious attention and perhaps some attention and some fixing or to attempt thereof, but uh, to, to, uh, to take some time to also include the joy of each moment when there is joy to be had, even if it's just in very small things. So today I'll talk about relationships. I may read a bit from a book that I wrote called, uh, and, and this is one of the chapters, From Blitz to Bliss. And that doesn't mean that you find 
a way to make everything be as splendid as possible. It's moving from blitz to bliss in spite of it all. So stay tuned for more. And in weeks to come, now and then, I will have a guest. And uh, on March 6th, in fact, I will have Craig Dressong, who is the CEO, the director of YOLO Cares, which used to be called YOLO Hospice. And you might say, oh, what a dreadful subject. But on the contrary, I think you might find that his presentation suggests ways in which we can enjoy that which is to be enjoyed in the moment, and therefore we are more ready to accept the fact that life has its joy, its moments, its glory, its relationships, and also an end. And maybe the end is not the end as we have seen it in the past, but it ends being the way it has been, shall we say. So that's on February, uh, no, March the 6th. And uh, I have other guests uh, sort of lined up uh, who are interested in speaking uh, either by phone or sometimes in the studio. So voila, today I'll talk about relationships because we are all in relationship with ourselves, with others, and with the planet, and it's good to remember that because if we don't pay attention to ourselves in relation to our relationship with others, we miss a great deal. And it's interesting that at this time in our human history, people who live alone sometimes wish they had a partner and people who have partners wish their partner will go away. <laughs> At least some of them do. Because if it wasn't working well, the more uh, two people spend time together, the more difficult it's, it becomes. And then there are those perhaps few who are still holding hands after 50 years. I know of uh, some folks uh, who are... They still care about each other. They, they have a deep love, and they've gone through hell and high water, shall we say, or difficult times, and yet they have maintained certain principles that has allowed them to stay in a healthy, well-being relationship in spite of difficulties. So perhaps today I'll share how some people move from blitz to bliss, and you might ask yourself, where could I perhaps improve the way I deal with certain things? We are all the byproduct of what we've learned, the circumstances that we have faced in our lives and our parents and ancestors have faced. Yet at the same time, we do not have to remain victims of all those circumstances. On the contrary, 
we can move forward and become more of what we have the capacity to be. And the planet needs people who are taking themselves and others and the planet very seriously. So if for those of you who are in a relationship with someone and maybe you were, quote, in love and thought that that was going to be enough, it's a rude awakening to find that in love may, the, the wording may need to be changed to in, um, in, in, oh, what's the word I'm looking for? I, I'm not sure what it is, but uh, at this moment it'll come back. But uh, it, 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 it's sometimes we are in, 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 in love, it would seem, with a dream, with a fantasy of caring so much about someone that we don't see whether we could like them over time and how they or you yourself deal with difficulties along the way because even the best of and the most loving of relationships will face unexpected events, difficult times, and it's good to be capable of dealing with those moments in such a way that one does not destroy the relationship or oneself or the other person. And I don't mean a physical destruction, but it, I do mean a, 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 a the kind of destruction of spirit that changes a love relationship into I I hate this person or I don't like them very much or they're driving me nuts, so to speak, as people will be known to say. So stay tuned and I'll give you some tips. So this is from a book titled Pasta for the Mind and Cookies for the Soul. And what that means, since I'm the one who wrote it, I remember how I chose that title. Pasta for the Mind means that which is sticking to your ribs and good stuff, good values to live by. And Cookies for the Soul means the sweetness and the joy being able to enjoy that which is to be enjoyed, to see the beauty around oneself, or to, to enjoy the, the other person for who they are, different from you perhaps, yet capable in ways that maybe you are not capable. So here's the first paragraph. It says, they loved each other passionately once upon a time and couldn't keep their hands off each other. Now, they hardly ever touch. They eye each other contemptuously, and their love life has fallen from a passionate roar to a dull and rare whimper. Such a pity. Especially when with practice and forethought, it doesn't have to be that way. 
So let's talk about four ingredients that are vital to maintaining relationship and bedroom magic. That was written some years ago, and I, if I was writing it again today, I would say not only retain bedroom magic, but the magic that is there between the two of you at all times. And by the way, some of these factors uh, also uh, have value in any relationships with close friends, for example. So the first item listed of these four is a genuine caring and deep respect. And I'm very fond of the word respect because it is good to respect oneself to begin with and respect others because they are human just like you. They have learned whatever was taught when they were young which may not always be the best of tools to face life with as an adult. And so a person once uh, reaching adolescence, and which is a good time to start asking questions for sure, if one hasn't started already, and, and yet um, to, to say, you know, if, if, is everything that I have learned exactly the way I want to keep it for the rest of my existence? So the genuine caring and deep respect says, strangely enough, the only path to really caring about someone else is to first of all care about oneself. And that doesn't change the fact that you may have been treated harshly as a child, as a young adult, or in your first or second or third relationship even. It is never too late to make some shifts and adjustments to refine. I like the word refinement. I think you, those of you who are listening and again to my program know that I'm very fond of the word refinement simply because it means it's not that there's anything wrong with the basic fabric of who you are, but rather that, that uh, what, some of what you have learned may not be... Mm, it may be the byproduct of how some other people were raised or their adventures or their uh, life, their way of life or what they were taught. And uh, it's always good to say, well, let me take a look at all of that and see what is really good that is helping me be the best person that I can be and, and value myself and my partner even if we don't always agree on everything. And uh, let me notice that and maybe keep that part and yet re use my capabilities to refine the way I deal with my partner or my close friends. At the same time, sometimes some of what has been taught is just, um, it's just not fitting oneself well and one seeks assistance, inspiration, guidance from people who perhaps have taken time to read, to listen, to wonder, and to learn. And therefore, there are th sometimes things we say, hmm, that doesn't work for me, and it, I don't think it would work for anyone 
of the human sort. So genuine genuine caring and deep respect for self because real love can only take place between emotional equals. And that is a short phrase that means a great deal. Real love can only take place between emotional equals, between two people who respect each other, even if they differ in opinion and perspective, politics in particular, (laughs) or money. Those are difficult subjects to even talk about sometimes. That and sexuality, that those are very difficult tap, uh, difficult uh, topics to to uh, speak about without uh, judging and criticizing and finding fault with self or especially with other. Have you noticed how difficult it is, actually how easy it is to find fault with others while not questioning oneself? So it is good to really pay attention to the fact that if you have a partner, you were in love at some time, let's hope, and what did you like about that person? And have you grown to like the person? And are you likable in your way of being a partner? Or are you relying on love to keep you going even though you don't like yourself or one another? And that's a good place to start is how can I like myself better? How can I do that? And if I need guidance, I look for guidance from someone who knows, perhaps a good psychotherapist, a good coach, a good consultant, someone who has background and knowledge and sensitivity and who will listen to what's going on with you so that you can then have the same the same circumstance for someone else. It's, very, it's practically impossible to, to be valuing one, uh, another person as an equal if one feels like what, oneself as less than, shall we say. So genuine caring and deep respect that is sustained even through difficult times. How about that? Stay tuned for more. And here's some music.
And this is some of the music of David Trolley, who was a guest recently on this program. He is a musician of the finest sort and writes spontaneously, in fact, oftentimes, music to meditate by. And this particular uh, sharing is titled One Intent. And that's the next factor that I want to talk about. When you get Connected with someone who is special to you and you are special to him or her and you want to create a life for yourself, it is good to have distinct and unshakable commitment and that needs to be on both parts. When people get actually officially married... They say, do you take this and do you take the Yes, I do. What are you saying yes, I do too is something that you might ask. Are you both committed and have an unshakable commitment to making it work in a res- mutually respectful way instead of screaming at each other or fighting or... Uh, calling each other names or finding fault with with the other, if you have an unshakable commitment to working things through in a friendly, respectful way, then maybe when the going gets rough, you can sit down, look at each other, and say, let's talk about what has happened, what's going on, what is of creating some distance between us, and let's take turns, for example. Let's take 10 minutes each, and the other person just listens. It's not about having an argument and to decide who is right. It's about hearing how it is for yourself, and that's when you're the one speaking, And it's listening to how it is for the other person when you are listening to the other person speak. There is more to commitment than being physically under the same roof, it says in this paragraph. Have you ever been next to someone who seems to be miles away in some place of their own? Commitment to being in a relationship includes physical as well as emotional presence. It means respect for one's personal integrity and equal respect or consideration for the partner, the partner's needs, without slipping into rescue, dependency, or defensiveness. And the last word, defensiveness, one feels easily attacked when one is insecure. When one has taken time to find out who is this person that I claim to be, how can I like myself, and how can I be committed to refining the way I deal with this or that or that other thing, whatever takes place, so that I don't have to be perfect, and yet I have to be on my way towards additional refinement, one might say. Think about that, because oftentimes people who are, quote, in love and spend enormous amount of preparations and money for their wedding, 
do not spend any time talking about or sharing with each other how can we be friends with one another and what agreements do we need to come up with so that we can stay together, a committed partnership for a long, long time. Here's more music. So I am suggesting that you ask yourself, if you are in a partnership, whether married or simply a partnership that you've agreed to live together and love together and be together, if you want this relationship to last and you both want to feel good about the relationship after a year, after 10 years, after 30 years, after 60 years for that matter, or even longer, it is important to know how to deal with the difficult times. It's not enough to say, but we were so in love once upon a time. It is good to be in that state, yet the state of being in love, and yet the word I was looking for earlier was in lust. We, we often mistake being in lust with being in love. We want be, to be together and we want to be with that person forever without knowing anything about who that person is or how one might deal with differences of opinion or differences in the difficulties that one faces. Or if two people decide to have children or have children without making that decision, there will be difficult moments, and how can you talk about it in a mutually respectful way? So in addition to um, checking on one's agreements, and it's one thing to say, let's agree that we will talk. Let's also learn how we can do so without fighting, arguing, or finding fault with the other, or blaming or being too eager to fix the other when the person we need to attend to might be oneself. And that is the biggest change. It's not that one doesn't see that the other person might benefit from this or that, yet at the same time, we are each responsible for ourselves. So live up to your agreements and be accountable for yourself. Take responsibility for your actions, your moods, your own difficulties, and never, ever, ever, ever 
leak onto your partner by being mean, impatient, or lashing out with words, blows, discounts, innuendos, insults, etc. That is quite a long list of possibilities of what takes place between people who at first loved each other and then they never created room to find out who are who am i and who are you and can we like each other for a lifetime and that allows for the 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 lust to to continue to live and the relationship to continue to continue as well because there is respect between oneself and one another and that is important Stay tuned. You're listening to KDRT 95.7 FM, Davis, California. This is from a CD titled One Intent. It speaks about, it suggests, it invites intention. And that's not enough. It is important to develop the skills, the tools, the know-how to deal with the, that which we have intended, that which we have agreed upon, and know how to be a positive member of this coupleship, shall we say. So what else is necessary in the, the schedule of uh, events to, to turn blitz into bliss? Well, it is good to, take, to, be, um, to, to share with one another daily doses of genuine appreciation. We are, in, we are attracted to someone because they are so different or because they are the same as us, at least it, on the surface. And yet they are different as well, and they may deal with certain things differently or they may have different perspectives, and yet they are talented and capable in some ways that you may not. And so it is good to really appreciate, like a good friend, someone's know-how, someone's capability, and to never, 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 never take your partner for granted. 
that is an important factor, and therefore it is good to notice and com comment on and to say, I really like the way you did that, instead of, oh, you did well, you know, you should do the, more of that. That, that. There's a should that just got slipped into what was starting to be a positive comment. And so keep your positive comments clean and clear and specific. I like the way you deal with that. I like the way you speak to me. I like the way you do this or you do that or that other thing. Uh, you write poetry well. I, I like it. I like your, your, poet, your poetry readings. Uh, I like the way you do this and that. I like the way you talk to our children, for example. And it's good to like certain things about oneself, to know what one does well, and where one could use a little bit or a whole lot of refinement. So daily doses of genuine appreciation that has nothing to do with what that person does for you Sometimes it might, but some, a lot of the time it's appreciation of who they are that is different. And ba make it your, your business to notice, to do it without judgment, not about what you think, but more about what you value, enjoy, and appreciate about that other person. Be generous with genuine appreciation. And that goes beyond the lust that you have or had for that person or that you shared at some time, but rather that you like the way they, they are becoming, that they are refining themselves as you are as well. I will hope so. Yes, and finally, uh, large doses of candid and creative communication. Creative communication. That doesn't mean that we have the right at any time to tell others what they should do differently or what they should do to fix themselves, but rather to say, I will respect your perspective. I'd like to hear it. In my book, it, in a box, it says, the greatest gift we can give each other is to really listen. The greatest gift we can give each other is to really listen. Not judge, not correct, and not fix, but to listen so as to have 
a little bit better understanding of how that person makes choices, comes up with some ideas, or says certain things, or does certain things. That is the greatest gift. It doesn't mean that you approve. It doesn't mean that you enjoy. It just means that you want, you seek to have better understanding of yourself and of your partner if you want the relationship to continue forever and be based on mutual respect, which allows for mutual liking of one another. So that's the big C in troubled relationships. Communication typically ranges from poor to pitiful to non-existent. Actually, silence is a form of communication. It can speak of withdrawal, selfishness, disrespect, disregard, discount, lack of caring, and non-commitment. Silence can also be respecting the fact that a person has to reflect before they say the next thing instead of feeling in a hurry to put words in their mouth, so to speak. The greatest gift we can give each other as friends and as lovers is to really listen to one another. It is a basic need, a basic human need that we be noticed and heard. It validates our existence and our worthiness. Think about those words. It validates our existence and our worthiness. And it's important whether we are looking at a a small child or looking at uh, someone who is moving on in years. It's the same factor. We all want to be heard and we want to be validated. And validated doesn't mean that people agree with everything we say, but rather that they really hear what we say. That is the most important factor maybe. It allows for what I call cleaning the kitchen every single night, which means not letting things pile up, misunderstandings, annoyances, grievances, things of that sort, not letting those pile up, but saying, let's, let's take a moment to talk. Is this a good moment for you? And if the person says, no, it's not, and by my tone, and their tone, you might have thought or concluded they might be angry still, then it's not good time to talk because they're not listening. They're not able to listen. But if they say, I need to go take a walk around the block, when I come back, maybe I'll be available to listening. And if I'm not, then I will find ways to let go of the extreme anger that I feel so that at least within 24 hours, I will say, let's have that conversation that you were talking about, whoever might have been the one who suggested it. So cleaning the kitchen every night says never going to get to bed Never going to bed when you're angry. Make it a point to clear up any misunderstanding. To apologize. Say you're sorry if you've been short or inappropriate. And make it a point to learn from your mistakes and grow. Did you hear that? Grow in sensitivity. Tell each other 
how you feel. Make requests where appropriate. Agree to set time to talk when a problem has come up. And that is an important factor. It's like when you said, I do, I do, I do, what is it are you saying yes to? And hopefully you've had a conversation, if not before the wedding, if that, if that was part of the celebration of your union, or later on, you, maybe you've been together for 30, 25 years or 35 years, and you say, you know, the way we settle arguments doesn't seem to result in anything good. We have arguments, we fight, we disagree, and then we make wild, passionate love, but we don't like each other, do we? Whether that is a reflection or a statement, the fact is it is good to say the way we deal with our differences has not resulted in bringing us closer and therefore, let's look for another way, even if you need to find some, someone who is well-trained and knowledgeable to, to assist you and guide you, and who also is able to listen. So if you remember that listening is, in fact, the greatest gift we can give each other to listen, to understand, not to correct the other person or to come up with a fix-it mode, but rather to say, oh, thank you for letting me know that this is what you learned or this is what happened to you when you were a child or whatever it is that has led to that belief, whatever you are hearing gives you information that can assist you in having a better understanding of how yourself or the other person thinks and views self and other. And therefore, it might open your mind, heart, and spirit to being more patient and more kind. More patient and more kind? Yeah, more better. And I'd like to add this comment. Maybe, maybe, why not give thought to making your living room more welcoming to yourself, to your mate, to your best friend, and the television be in the living room, not in the bedroom. 
the bedroom needs to be kept for sweet talk, gentle talk, and deep talk, not for watching television and moving away from oneself and from one's partner. So I often recommend that people ditch the TV and put it out of the bedroom if there was one. And people look at me with their eyes disturbed and saying, no, we can't do that. This is, a, this is so comfortable watching, being in bed and watching television at the same time. Yet at the same time, if you are looking for a relationship that lasts and that is loving from day one to the final days, whenever that is, whether it's 20 years or 40 years or 60 years or 65 or 70 years or longer than that, it is good if you keep the bedroom for sweet talk, small talk, and deep talk so that the, the bedroom is a sanctuary of sort, not an entertainment source. Think about that and ask yourself, is there some truth there that you had not given thought to? And might you want to say, wait a minute, I run away from the difficulties we have or the differences that we don't ever talk about by watching some program on television or being, quote, online. And there's nothing wrong with that activity, but the timing needs to be more appropriate and the placement of the television or the computers needs to be more appropriate to what you want your bedroom to be about. So that's why I started by saying, make your living room as comfortable as you can so that it can be comfortable to sit back and watch some silly program or some amusing program or some music program or whatever it is that you wish to watch, even if it's a soap opera that you get away from it all for a moment, but when you enter the bedroom, you think of the bedroom as a sanctuary, a place to be at ease with yourself and with your significant other. Think about that. I'll be right back. My book titled Pasta for the Mind and Cookies for the Soul. This chapter is titled From Blitz to Bliss. 
However, it doesn't mean that your relationship will always be blissful, only only filled with delicious, delightful, and undescribable moments of great joy. It means that when things fall apart, you will take time to sit down and talk it over and listen to one another because it says so. Real love can only take place between emotional equals, and it also says the greatest gift, the greatest gift, not diamonds, not pearls, the greatest gift we can give each other is to really listen. And that's why I say take that TV if there is one in your bedroom or in, and or in every room in the house and say nothing wrong with television, nothing wrong with computers, nothing wrong with iPads. However, they need to hold a certain place in our lives and not be and, and we need to not be uh, slaves to those machines and use them to erase ourselves from the reality of life. So to review this chapter, from blitz to bliss, which means you know how to get back to the bliss, even when the blitz is where you find yourselves, genuine caring and deep respect for oneself and one another, frequent signs of affection and appreciation in and out of the bedroom. And I didn't talk about that much, but it is important to know that to not take oneself and one's partner in particular for granted and to, to, to not leave intimacy only for certain moments and certain places, but to let your partner know that you appreciate who they are, you appreciate their, their, their position, their, their role in your life, and you appreciate the way they do things differently from you sometimes, and yet at the same time, you really value that, and that you, you embrace your loved one with your eyes and with your smile as well as with your arms. That's an important thing to put the smile back in, not just in your mouth, which is uh, for, uh, more obvious, but to put the smile in your eyes and say, I love the way you do things. I love the way you are. And when possible, to touch one's, one's partner 
in a way that is appropriate to the moment and appropriate to the locale and appropriate to the message that you want to give, not one of um, uh, owning, but rather one of sharing your joy and your affection and your attention in a way that is pleasing to that other person. In a way that is pleasing to the other person means that you have listened and you say, when I touch you in this way, is that something you like or not? I'd like to know. Because I'm attempting to say to you, I love you, I care about you. I don't know if that's how you get that message. Please help me out. Stay tuned. So in this chapter, it's not that all the answers are in this chapter. However, they are important ones. Genuine caring and deep respect at all times, even when, and particularly when you disagree or have a different view of something or an event or the way of raising your children, if you have the delight of young children in your home. Or children grown who make choices that mm, may not look all that great to you, but they may look great to them. Frequent signs of affection and appreciation, not only in the bedroom, but outside of the bedroom. Let that person know that you value who they are in your existence at all times. Distinct and unshakable commitment on both parts. When you say, I do, make sure that you know what you're saying, I do too, and that you have knowledge and tools to make use of when you have disagreements or you need to discuss something because you have a different way of dealing with it. And the final and the great huge one is the large doses of candid and very creative communication because the greatest gift we can give one another is to really listen. And that way, marital blitz can be turned into marital bliss with goodwill, educated dedication, and constancy of effort, which means refinement, a, a, a kind of humility that says, I'm great, and yet I could be even greater, and you're great, and I appreciate who you are. And I'm making it a point to become more of what I can be for myself and for you in this relationship so that I give you my best not my worst. Think about that. Stay tuned for more.
This is Dr. G saying, ciao for now. Thank you.